I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag Podcast, brought to you by the Global Ag Network. This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture. From the good stuff to the rough stuff, we may not always be politically correct, but we're definitely honest. Hey guys, welcome back. Girls Talk Ag, because that's what we do. How are you guys doing? Okay. <laughs> now let's not get too excited. They can't see us or we're not with them. I uh, will say I have a predicament right now and I'm going to use this platform. If anyone has good um, recommendations on jeans, please send them my way. I've oh, been, I do? I've been looking everywhere. Like I've looked on Wrangler's site and I just need like some good pairs of work jeans okay so you want something that's holds up mm-hmm. do you like stretch or no stretch um a little bit of stretch i okay. like the boot cut like type i don't like when it like makes you look slimmer i don't know so you like a straight leg yeah i suppose but so. not a flare no do you no like straight flare. leg or a boot cut okay, um, so i have a couple of suggestions for you so um huge shout out to cowgirl tough have you ever had those Mm -mm. very very solid well-fitting work team so like i've decided if i ever run for president my platform will be seven belt loops on all women's (laughs) jeans seven not five we wear belts we need seven I'm tired of that stupid gap in the back. Cowgirl Tough was one of the first ones I ever found that had seven dollars. Now, they do not have hardly any stretch in them. I think it's like 1%. But the denim, they are true denim jeans. And um, I have um, a smaller waist with big hips and really fat thighs, just how I describe myself. And I like the way they fit. They stay up with my waist and they don't gap in the back. Gosh, we could do a whole episode on this, you guys. Now, most recently, I found Ariat jeans at Rule King. Mm. Seven belt loops, a lot more stretch. So, like, you have to be, like, I had to really, like, have that tough talk with myself that it's okay if my thighs spread out in the tractor because no one's going to see it but me. But I had to have that talk with myself that this is, they are not going to hold things in, but oh my God, it was like wearing a pair of pajama pants. Um, And they come with seven belt loops in a straight leg version and in a boot cut version, short, regular, and long. I'm a short person, so I need short, but I, I have a hard time buying things online. I'm like the opposite millennial because I always want to try things on first. And this pandemic has ruined dressing rooms oh don't even talk to me about that shopping anymore and try things on like I went to Target the other day and I'm like how hard is it for you to go in and sanitize after I've tried this pants on because I went home tried it on didn't fit so now I have to go back and return it and that's I'm I'm not about that I freaking had to order bras the other day took their little sizing test did everything they asked me to they sent me bras that weren't even big enough for a training bra (laughs) And I don't even have big boobs. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm not sending back. And bras are freaking expensive. Mm-hmm. But 
so yeah, I'm going to have to figure out some time to go to town and they're going to have to let me try them on because I'm, they're not going to have a choice. I'll bring my, I'll bring my own sanitizer and I'll do it myself. Just let me try it on in the store. Right. And I'm not a shopper. I'd rather order online. So the Ariat jeans, you should be able to, um, we, we buy them at Rule King here. Um, you might check their site. I can send you a link. Um, they're surely at, what do you guys have? Fleet Farm, Farm Fleet? Farm King and Farm, Farm King. Fleet and Tyson's. Okay. You might check there. That'd be my first, that'd be my first thing. Um, I'm going to go return those pants to Target and then go to Farm King. <laughs> because truly they, I was impressed. I was afraid with so much stretch, they wouldn't hold up as well. Cause I'm, I'm like the person who runs into everything and always has a rip in my jeans and anything with that stretch in it, they just rip. I mean, like at least if you rip denim, it kind of stops, but yeah. those are my two, two go-to jeans for work. Okay. I go. That's our advertisement. Cowgirl Tough and Ariat should be paying us money right now. Yeah, sponsor us, please. Sponsor us, please. We will tag you on Twitter in this podcast. All right. Karen, how are you? We're going to talk about the literal white elephant in the outside because I think the entire Midwest, what is today's date, on April 21st, has snow on the ground. Am I right? I don't. Woo. Oh, you really don't? No, it melted. Okay, I mean, we got some snow yesterday, but it melted right off the bat. Uh, and the grass this morning was frosted, but it's done too. Oh, you're kidding. Well, no, it looks like, like it's it, it went across Missouri and across farther south than us and then across over to you. I'm looking at, oh, I would say I would say we have an inch on the ground. Mm-hmm. Now it's, um, I don't want to say it, it's, it's 80% coverage, mm-hmm. an inch. I'd have to ask my professional weather people exactly what we had, but um, it's a mess. No, I feel like it's always the opposite. I feel like where I live, and probably Karen, you could attest to this too, we're always getting snow. So it's kind of nice to always now be on the other side of, we don't have any snow. <laughs> oh, and I just got a text from a friend in Lafayette. It's snowing up there again, <laughs> right now. Um, I think the temperature dropped a little more than they originally thought. Is that right? Mm, yeah. Um. I don't know. I thought it was supposed to be 26. How low did it go? Oh, well, maybe it didn't. I, I Maybe not around here. I know I was watching Insta stories this morning and um, some people in Kentucky were afraid. Oh, yeah, they expected, yeah, they thought they were going to have some cloud cover to keep it up higher. But when I went out in the middle of the night with the dog, it was clear sky. So yeah, that's that's never good. They're saying, I looked at the weather yesterday, they're saying normal temperature and precipitation for the next 30 days in Illinois. I'm not sure what normal is anymore, so. The low this morning at 5.55 a.m. is was 28 degrees on my weather station in the backyard. I saw a guy on Twitter the other day. He was in, oh, I can't remember, but he had um, soybeans emerged. Yeah, there's the some of that around. 
And he was like crying because he saw the low was going to be 28 degrees. That's no laughing matter, I'm sure. But I'm just like, oh. Well, there's a lot of people in that boat. Um, and we have, we're having it two nights in a row. It wasn't a one-time shot. It's yeah. supposed to go down again tonight. So yeah, I have. Uh, you don't, you won't know for five to seven days, you know, how much it was affected. So. Okay. So I've got some agronomy questions for you, Karen. <laughs> we started planting, um, I'm fairly open and honest on here. We, um, last year we started planting on April 21st and, um, planted for one or two days, didn't push, um, because we knew it was still a little early, but then we were out till June 1st. Um, and that sucked. I'm not going to lie. So this year we started, I think on the 15th, 15th or 16th, um, we have, um, right under 200 acres of beans and 200 acres of corn in the ground, nothing above. Um, and we um, listened to a couple agronomists tell us to stop planting 24 to 36 hours before the frost. What do you think of that, Karen? Um, you know, I guess we didn't tell anyone to stop doing that. In your case, you have a lot of wet ground. So if one of your factors is that you're close to the date that you normally plant and your ground is dry, then um, I would have gone too. So. Okay. so we, and Chris's words were, I have never seen more ideal conditions yeah. um, than what we that are normally wet, I mean, that's something you have to take yeah. into consideration. There are no like set of rules that are, you know, rigid rules. I mean, you have to take into consideration soil moisture, um, you know, how it's going to till up, what the weather forecast is. It's a combination of factors. And um, I mean, you can't just arbitrarily say 36 to 48 hours. In some cases, that may be a problem, but in other cases, it hasn't been. So I'm going to uh, see what exactly what the text said here, if I can find it. Um, I'm going to guess it was a seed agronomist. It was. They were both seed, seed agronomists. Um, and, you know, I mean, the position they're in, one, they don't necessarily want to have to find you replant seed because it may not be what you wanted. Um, and particularly if you have to switch trace right now, there's a shortage in a lot of the herbicides. So that would compound the problem. Oh, yeah. And second of all, you know, if the chilling does have an effect, you know, it's not their fault. And they don't, but they're going to be blamed for it. So true. I mean, uh, I can see the seed agronomists wanting people to stop planting. However, in your specific case where your ground is usually wet and stays wet, if I had two out of the three factors I was looking for, I probably would have gone to it. Yeah. Also. Um, it was just, it, like I said, it was just, Chris said, it, the conditions were, were amazing. Um, he, and he said we were forecast to turn cold, but not a lot of moisture. Um, so <clears throat> it, none of ours is above ground, which I'm thankful for. Um, I don't know a lot of people, not a lot of people. We had several people around here start and they, they will have sprouts. Um, some, somebody I saw planting somewhere had started on the day before Easter, so I don't know if we've had enough uh, growing degree days or, or anything warm enough to actually get that above ground. Uh, we had some soybeans that were planted in March that were above ground. Ooh. 
So, okay. but you know, soybeans can be pretty resilient little characters too. So, <laughs> Chris always says soybeans like to be pissed off. <laughs> But they also, I've seen them come back from things they shouldn't have been able to come back from. So it's because they're pissed off. Kind of got to wait and see for a week or so. If we can get some good warm conditions, you know, we'll find out pretty quick here within the next five days or so whether or not that's going to come back or if it's lost forever. But do you guys see on Twitter there was a, um, someone tweeted the Ten Commandments of planting corn and it was by a channel C. Yeah. I'll have to share it with you guys but one of them that I'm always a big proponent of is um don't plant by the calendar plant by the conditions yeah that's I feel like there's there's two kinds of two kind two groups ones that are going to go by the calendar strictly and ones that are going to go by conditions I'm in the conditions group technically you should go by both I well, mean, yeah. if you have good conditions in mid-March, then no, don't plant. But, you know, if it's close to the date that you would normally plant and you have good conditions, then... Have the common sense of both. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of risk no matter what you do, you know. Don't forget about the Mother's Day curse that's going to come up next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't find that. Um, uh, yeah, and, and that's what Chris said. Not... I mean, you need to look at the forecast, but but if you went by conditions and date on the calendar, what we planted was was ideal. Um, last year, what we planted those two days in April were were some of our highest yielding, and they did go through a frosted May above ground. Yeah. So I don't know. And you know, I think hybrids and varieties today are a lot more resilient than what they used to be. So, and you have to think too, we used to plant later and if you have a frost, you know, in mid-May, I mean, that's a lot more detrimental than if you have a frost in mid-April. So, but, you know, there's not a solid rule, you know, shit happens everywhere. So there's no guarantees and that's why you farm because it's like just going like to like going to Vegas every day. It's like going to Vegas every day. Yeah, Chris is not the most positive person in the world. We all know that. But um, what he did say was, uh, we don't have stuff above ground, but if you want moisture on your freshly planted crop, there's nothing softer than snow. <laughs> I mean, this isn't going to crust anything and it's, and it is moisture. So there's some nitrogen in it too. Yeah. Bonus. So I don't know. I don't Has the USDA put out a crop? planted estimate or anything the last one i heard had north dakota at two percent and we're pretty sure that was way off so i don't i guess i don't really look at that i just you know who have i talked to i know i have guys down in central illinois that have some stuff in some guys in central iowa um there's some in indiana the kentucky guys are going pretty well though it got colder than what they expected uh, and the missouri guys were going so it just kind of kind of depends. As of yesterday, I see three percent soybeans, one point ahead of the average, and eight percent of the corn crop is in the ground. Huh. So does that compare to to past year's averages at all? Mm -hmm. Does it say what's it say? It said it says for the corn, it says it's on track with the five year average, but two points ahead of the same time in twenty twenty. Okay. 
So we're still locked down then though. <laughs> yeah. I can't find that uh that message. Um it said something about the cells in the seed. I can't remember. I wish I could find it. There can be some damage if the corn, particularly in corn, if it takes up really cold water or if it takes up cold water and that water freezes, there can be damage. I mean, there's all sorts of things that can go wrong, but it doesn't necessarily have to go that way. You know, sometimes it's not as bad as it could be. So, you know, it's all a risk and you have to decide how much risk you want to take for yourself, you know. And I think that's exactly right. We, we ended up, uh, <coughs> we would have had ideal conditions to plant, um, what is today, Wednesday? Monday. We would have definitely had ideal conditions on Monday. It was 70 around here, dry. The ground was working beautifully, um, but we, we did pull out. That's what she said. Uh, <laughs> and, and, so disappointing, and, Chris. Right. We, um, we did, we did stop the planners. We just, uh, we kind of made the agreement. We talked it over and, and, um, it wasn't easy because it was, it was really good conditions. Well, I mean, and there's a lot of people that can say a lot of things, but it still comes down to the fact that it's your money and you right. have to do what you feel is right in, for your operation. So and that's exactly right. And Twitter is going to make you feel bad for it one way or the other. It doesn't matter what you do. Twitter is going to make you feel like shit. So people are asking and I'm like listen I'll tell you in September whether you're a hero or a zero but right. no one can honestly tell you until then whether you what you're doing is right or wrong right now yeah it's a risk and, and the thing is is it's that way every year and every year we all go well what should we do we ask the same questions we have the same thoughts I don't know so you know, a lot of guys around here know that their May corn did a lot better than their April corn and has for the last several years. And they also know that if they get their soybeans in early, then they can push the flowering period early. And then they can also extend that flowering period and it will make their beans yield better. So I think we've, we've really changed a lot of our thinking. And so I don't know if everyone's on board, but generally a lot of guys are going to plant guys, gals don't get it. Okay. guys both ways <laughs> no, no panties in a wad here so but um in general we're going to see more soybeans planted first and more corn planted later even the last few years the june the early june planted corn did really well so yeah and i agree with it's that a long it, it, season there's a lot of things that can happen and around here at least on our farm corn for for years and years corn was always planted first and then you worked in your soybeans you're like okay now we can start soybeans we've got our corn you know, corn planters set. We've got a lot in the ground. Let's let's start working on some soybeans. And um, and that was normal for a lot of places, right? Yeah. But within the last five years or so, that's changed quite a bit. Yeah, it has. Well, we used to want to get the corn in before it got too hot because we didn't want it to pollinate. I was going to say that. Yeah. But now the um the hybrids of corn don't seem to be as affected by heat during pollination as they used to be so okay, yay so for breeding <laughs> i'm just ready for everything to be green again to see green out in the fields green on the trees you don't I've like the purple? i've already mowed once so i see green in the grass you don't like the purple henbit everywhere in the fields <laughs> no. i mean <laughs> everywhere when I was in college, um, I was in my 
TV one class broadcast journalist here and my professor told me he goes you could do a story on the purple stuff out in the fields I'm like oh my god there's nothing that gets my daughter Casey more worked up than her Instagram being posted full of girls I found this beautiful field of flowers so I took a bunch of selfies (laughs) oh she's like those are not flowers (laughs) we are not gonna discriminate i can't even talk this morning discriminate that's the word i want (laughs) and i was like i think i could find more interesting stories (laughs) than the purple stuff in the field um no i'm just ready for summer to be here it looks like the weather in central illinois is going to be turning back up into the 70s next week so i'm oh my gosh we're supposed to hit 80 next week yeah so a lot more. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. I'm a very 60, 65, 70. Yeah, I agree. Like a sweatshirt in the morning, short sleeves in the afternoon, keep the sweatshirt with you. Okay. So this is what the agronomist, the seed agronomist said. Um, uh, keep in mind, hang on. Uh, keep in mind, seeds are most at risk from imbibition or imbibition chilling chilling the first 24 hours after planting and the risk drops near zero after 48 hours so here's the way to keep your highest yield leave the seed in the bag (laughs) once you take it out of the bag in any conditions your the corn your yield is going to go down so it's a risk. You have to decide what you're willing to risk and what you're not. Okay, so tell me what imbibition is. It's when the seed takes up water. And it's oh, flat. why can't he just say that? Why do we have to use giant words? <laughs> so. okay. Good luck to everyone and all the little plants out there. We hope it all works out for everyone. Mm-hmm. I do hope. I mean, you, you've Prices look good heaven fall, so. Eventually you have to make your own decisions. That's just what, there's no one. You can listen to advice and you can ask all the questions you want, but but quite honestly, it comes down to making your own decisions. And um, I usually say that people pay me to give them advice. They don't pay me so that they take my advice. (laughs) And that's true. I mean, and I, I would, we all wish there was a simple answer or a black and white answer, but there isn't. Um, it was easy everyone would do it and prices would be less than a dollar so there you go but the way prices are for this fall they look pretty good at the moment so hopefully we have a lot of good crops so yeah i hope so too advantage of that um have you started kelsey nope no nope um you were you guys were really wet about a week and a half ago yeah we got like over two inches of rain and then in colder weather so and we're not ones to get in a very big hurry because we don't we do more custom harvesting for other people and then those people plant themselves so we have less ground to plant in the spring mm-hmm. so and it no, was we, did, we just did some tiling on the farm so we we are getting all that ground um worked in and then we'll be ready to go yeah they were going more east of 39 and you know south and east of 39 um because it was drier 
And Where? even some of our bigger farmers around here have even started, yeah. which they conditions were pretty good right around Easter because we had that warmer weather. But um, I'm but then a lot of that area I'm got pretty sure they're glad now that they did not. I think it's funny because around here you're like, oh, has so and so started? No, but but so and so has started. Oh, I don't know then, you know, and it's and it's a tough decision, and and quite honestly. Chris and I talk it over and uh, he talks it over with his dad, but ultimately I kind of feel bad for Chris because he pretty much ultimately makes the final decision on a lot of it. And so I just get to sit back and drive a tractor. So. And watch farm TikTok. And watch. I I'm just now getting into farm TikTok. Oh my gosh. And that's how I got me through harvest last year. I'm just <laughs> now getting into it. Um, TikTok, I, I'm at the age where TikTok kind of threw me for a loop a little bit. I just strictly watch farm TikTok and some of those cowboys on, on there aren't so bad looking either. So that, um, you know. The only one I saw was where the guy actually took the advice that, you know, Steve Pitstick gives and it's to sit oh. your bare ass on the ground. And so, <laughs> so, so funny. funny and I thought, oh my God, we're going to see something we don't want to see here. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. You should say him because Steve was, I, I like was on Instagram one night and he, um, I followed him or something and he, he sent me a text. He's like, I see you just followed me. Yeah. You're in the wrong place. Get over on farm TikTok. That's where it's at. And I'm like, okay, but I don't know what I'm doing. He was the one that told me out there too. And then he sent me the TikTok of the guy sitting his butt down on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that's what I've, you know, we've said that we did a episode on, uh, what was it called? Something about farm sayings or. Oh, uh, um, wives tales or something. Yes. Farm wives tales. And, you know, I'm like, if you wouldn't sit your bare ass on the ground right now, why put a seed in it? Um, but for the record, I didn't even try that. I just put the seed in. So <laughs> I've also been watching, you know, that was Chris's job, right? You can always watch YouTube like I did too. That's what I spent majority of last night doing because there was nothing else on TV to watch. I love watching farms put together their machinery and getting it ready for planting season. I, don't know, I find it fascinating because they're using these big ass tractors and these big planters and I'm just... I was watching a recorded episode of Dateline. <laughs> and I was watching Fox News yesterday about the trial, but that's that's I'm not going to talk about that. We're not going. We're not going there. I can remember um, in the early '80s, my dad bought a. Um, Do you remember uh, the early '80s, Casey? Kelsey. <laughs> no, I'm 51. Wasn't thought of yet. So, but I can remember my dad bought one of the first 24 row planters um, that Kenzie made. And uh, I remember it coming in in pieces and us putting it together in the farm shop. Mm -hmm. Do you guys use Kinsey on your farm? Um, now, yes, we have our, uh, the bean planter is a 1631 split Kinsey, um, ground driven, um, and we plant all our beans with it. But the corn planter is a John Deere loud thing that you know, has the air compressor on it and the vacuums and the whatever else, the, you know, the wings and the, the voodoo magic. Every time I'm on I-80, which I was a couple weeks ago, going towards Ames, past that Kinsey headquarters with all the grain carts stacked. Have you up. ever been there? No, but I want to. Oh, go there. It, the, the museum is amazing. It's fairly new. I mean, the past 
five, six years. Um, but it's amazing. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Highly recommend it. And then you do stop at the truck stop, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. You can't, you, if you pass there without stopping, I'm like, I can't, we can't be friends. Go to the, go to grandma. have a problem Jen. then, Jen. Karen. I used oh. to live in Des Moines and I would drive past it all the time. If anything, I go to the McDonald's or the Arby's that are outside of the truck stop. <sighs> No, Whatever. you got to go to Grandma's Kitchen. That is a very good restaurant. I don't stop when I I've eat. I've been there, too. I keep going. I don't stop. I can't help myself. I, I Like, I'm the person who wants to stop and look at the two-headed calf, you know, when you pass those signs. And, yeah, I, I, I get where I'm going and get there fast. Eh, nah. <laughs> I'm not is about Happiness is about the way you travel, not the destination, Karen. Depends how late I'm running. You don't have two children in the car that keep asking, are we there yet? Are we there yet? How much longer? How much longer? <laughs> That's when you stop at the truck stop and get them candy. Oh, God, no. <laughs> With a little bit of NyQuil doused on it. <laughs> oh. All right, guys. So I guess we'll find Happy out in September how we did. Yep. And then Karen can give us all a lecture on what we did right and what we did wrong. It's a risk. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm just, all I'm going to say is beware of the Mother's Day curse because it happens more often than not. So. Boy, it kind of sucks. We have to wait so long to find out how we did, but I guess that's life, huh? That's the fun. This is supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to add more fun to my life. So whether that's going out and now picking up new jeans or watching farm tiktok <laughs> now i will say that your um back to the jeans thing we'll end with it um your cowgirl tufts are like expensive i was just looking at those okay. but they look nice like i want they everything. are a super hard working good are they super thick I don't like thick jeans. They are a little bit of a thicker jean. They're they're like a solid denim jean. I mean, they're like old school denim jean. Yeah, but they'll hold up. Jeans they nowadays, do. They, they just tear apart after five yeah. weeks. I've had my, some of my cowgirl tests I've had five or six years. Um, and I've never had a pair of jeans last that long. Now, I have only had the Ariat ones um, less than a month um but they would make good dress jeans if you're looking for a really kind of not western but kind of western nice jean but I did work in them the other day and it was like working I'm not a leggings person because I'm just not but they are about as close to a jean slash pajama combination you can get I was, re I was really impressed with them. what are they like jeggings maybe but they're not but they don't like stick to you they actually and they don't yeah no my kids have pants that look like jeans but they're really not yeah now these these have enough jean in them that i'm willing to wear them because i'm not a leggings person well i'm a firm believer the more you pay for jeans usually the longer they last you pay um, what you get for that's what your cowgirl tufts are going to be for sure um i highly i always if you're looking for good good work jeans um i, I highly recommend cowgirl tough 
I'm now thinking, your yeah. your Ariats were about I think at Rural King they were about sixty to sixty five dollars a pair, which isn't cheap. Don't get me wrong, but they fit really good too. Seven belt loops. Seven belt loops. That's yep. what I should name this episode. Seven <laughs> belt loops. That would be a good one. That's gonna be my platform if I ever run for president. Every jean, every girl's jean, shall have seven belt loops. <laughs> All right. Well, we wish everyone a happy planting. Be safe out there. Listen to our uh, safety podcast. Don't get in a rush. It'll It'll all get done. And if it doesn't, that's why we have insurance. That's what I I used to tell Chris all the time. Has it ever not gotten planted? And then after that episode, I had to go, okay, has it ever not gotten planted or insurance not paid? So there you go. (laughs) There we go. We'll leave it with that. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next time for another episode of Girls Talk Ag. And if you can't wait until then, connect with us on Twitter.